Welcome everybody to the Spawn of Me podcast. This is episode 257 of our show. want to give you all a shout out in Twitch land and podcast land. Say what's up, what's up, what's up. And thank you for all joining in and viewing and hanging out with us this week as, as you do every week uh, here on Twitch. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow. It is the man who makes science look good. The man who makes math look good. The man who makes tutoring look good. It is Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How you doing, sir? What up? What up? What up? All those things are goody looking. Good, goody tissues over here. Uh, <laughs> maybe I should do. Maybe. Can I be like the man that makes science goody tissues? The man that makes math goody tissues? Mini froze look goody tissues. I'm just trying to do something new, man. You know, I, I, I think it I, might work. I think it I might feel, work. Like, I, like, it'll throw people off balance. It threw me off balance because I was like, what are you talking That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, and, like, we can even, like, and, 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 and we can change Spawn for Good to Spawn for Goody Two-Shoes. Okay. See, that's, that's <laughs> reason. Okay. So, all right. I'm kind of down with that. That's that's kind of dope, actually. I kind of I kind of like that. I want that to be. Maybe that could be our next <laughs> our next effort. So, like, we'll raise money for cobblers. Yeah, this is so that they get so because I feel like it's a dying breed. Like, we don't we don't have cobblers left in the world, so we can like do our fundraiser for them. Dude, this is this is live brainstormer right here. I I feel like they're cobblers, but like we wouldn't know where they are. But I bet if like. You know a woman that wears shoes that wear out a lot. She probably knows yeah. where every cobbler is in like a twenty mile radius. Um, Yo, <laughs> you know. I can't front like like Jill has figured out. She had these one pair of sandals that she loved to death. She was like, would never gonna let these things go. She like would always rock those things. And I remember the first time she asked me to take them to the shoe repair place that she had found, mm-hmm. and the dude knew her shoe. Just by seeing the shoe, he was like, <laughs> yeah. he, he's like the shoe he was like, Yeah, yo, he was like, oh, I know who he's like, I know who this was. He had a really thick Russian accent, uh, which I will not try to pull off. No, but he he was absolutely like knew her shoe by just looking at it. I was like, yo, you have been like the relationship that is that has happened over the past couple of years is stronger probably than our marriage. <laughs> I mean, I feel like finding a good cobbler or like person that does your cleaner and stuff that is a relationship it's 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 like finding a barber you know it's like yeah. finding a barber it's, it's 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 a relationship for real that's true that's true um well you spoke you spoke about spawn for good which i'm happy you did uh i want to thank everyone for tuning in over the past weekend um spawn for good was a huge success this year uh we did uh what we well we wanted to set out and, and raise five thousand dollars for the wonderful folks over at vote writers as of today's count, we have raised two thousand dollars more yeah. than expected. Sweet, we raised seven, a little bit over seven thousand dollars for the wonderful folks over at Vote Riders. Um, and I, I want to give a, a huge shout out to Sterling McGarvey for helping to co-collaborate on this. The wonderful folks over at Vote Riders. We had a quick um, like thank you stream uh, the day after everything happened on Sunday night. Uh, and that was fantastic. People just come by and we wanted to share our gratitude with them. And to thank you to everyone who participated, because without them, it was definitely uh, it would have been a harder deal to be able to get uh, to the goal and then surpass it. So, um, again, these are things that we hopefully uh, want to use our platform for. Um, it's one of the things that we feel like is one of the best parts about our show. 
Um, and it's something that is something very different that you won't get at most other podcasts and stuff like this. So um, thank you to everybody who, who participated, everybody who watched, everybody who donated, especially to all the folks who donated. Um, yeah. And we hopefully will we'll, we'll do another another one fairly soon. Or maybe we'll do it on our actual time, which is over a Martin Luther King uh, weekend. So uh Big shout out to everybody involved. Yeah, it was it was really fun to watch. I mean, unfortunately, I couldn't stream, but I was trying to duck in on. I think I ducked in on almost everybody's stream. Um, yeah, and I learned some cool dances from like Mary Kish, and uh, and um, <laughs> and like a shout out to Will uh, for to uh, Will Smith for uh, introducing me to Human Fall Flat, which I was not familiar oh. with. But wow, mm-hmm. is that game a fun co op like physics kind of weird gang beasts? kind of game it is really cool so i was introduced to like a bunch of games like uh mary kish was i like, playing donut country which i had heard about but wasn't yep. as like a familiar with so yeah it was great and like just knowing that it all went to a great cause um was like really dope i heard that like you i think it was you or sterling were uh pl- 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 playing some forza some uh, forza yeah. horizon 4 um, yeah so you you, you 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 know which was like like before it launched um, so that's dope. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so, so yeah, it was, it was really fun. Um, and you know, just seeing the donations come in, I donated a couple of times, got some donation trains going. Um, and then like my elite friends all came in at the last minute, like, oh yeah, like that thing that you were emailing me about now I'll donate. So they all donated like Sunday night or Monday morning. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a great, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, that a great, organization can get like can get like supported and you know it was just good that you know that uh i feel like it also helps organizations like vote riders to see you know the gaming community as a, a group to engage you know yeah so yeah that was that was an interesting part of the whole setup uh for this event was uh sterling was aware of these folks and had been donating to them already um, but it was a thing that when we approached them together with the idea of like doing an actual stream for it, they really didn't have an idea of what Twitch was and, and how the gaming community kind of rally around a thing with, with, um, good people kind of backing it. Um, and it was, it was cool to be able to see them engage with, you know, the outer and greater gaming community in the same way, uh, which was really cool. And I hope that they open open up, you know, that ability to kind of feel like, you know, this is a thing that they can do uh, again with maybe, you know, with us or with another, with another outfit. Uh, okay. Beast is going to actually do a stream uh, uh, over the weekend. Uh, if you're watching this live, if you're listening to the podcast version of this, it'll, it would have already happened. Uh, but okay. Beast was supposed to rock with us during the weekend, but couldn't. Uh, so they're going to pick up uh, and do a, a separate stream over the weekend as well. So definitely go check that out. Um, but yeah, it was super fun. Uh, I love love doing that stuff, and it definitely feels like again proving that politics and gaming can have some crossover in real ways, which is super dope and something that I hope that we get the chance to kind of continue to push forward on. Um, if you see, if you're watching the show live, you will see that uh, Brother Cicero is not here this week. Uh, he is still having uh, another uh, <laughs> fake GIF heart attack in the lower <laughs> left hand corner of our <laughs> in the lower left hand corner of our stream. Uh, but he's a little bit under the weather, um, so we'll we'll be uh, yeah. rocking with him it, later on. It definitely uh, is sick time. Like I love fall, but one thing that comes with fall is everybody getting sick. Once the temperature, all you need changes, is pumpkin so. spice, though, right? Isn't pumpkins pumpkin spice? 
the thing that cures all ills. I feel like pumpkin spice is like uh, is like the devil's breath. Uh, from, <laughs> from I, I, I promise it's not a spoiler, but uh, there there is something in Spider Man called the Devil's Breath, and I think it might be pumpkin spice because because like pumpkin spice is everywhere, right? So so like it's like either like the Devil's Breath or it's like I forgot what the name of it was in the 1989 Batman movie with Tim Burton, like Joker put all these chemicals inside of like lotion and body products that made people like turn oh. turn uh, crazy it, with, yeah. with the joker face and shit uh yeah, yeah that could be pumpkin spice as well uh all that shit in the christopher nolan movies that like that like a scarecrow sprayed on people to make them go like crazy pumpkin spice so you know just when you get that psl just think about it that's all i'm saying and I called oh, it a man. PSL. That is that is correct. You called it a PSL. I, I don't I, know who are you. I did call what it. What happened PSL? to Reef? What happened to Reef? I remember Reef is a good human yo, being. Yo, he so, didn't he didn't say PSL. Sometimes between tutoring <laughs> sessions, yeah, I get that venti PSL man, and just accept the consequences. It happens. I can't front. I, I can't front. I finally had one like two months ago for the first time, and it wasn't that good. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be better. It's not that good. It mm. was it was like it's like a facsimile of a pumpkin taste yeah well but that's most starbucks stuff i think like starbucks i like certain things at starbucks but a chai at starbucks is not a chai like it it's a starbucks thing if you have a chai any other place it's like much spicier it's much like dark like darker even even the color of it's darker like you know like starbucks's drinks are like their own views on that stuff i feel it's like they're like (laughs) interpretation of coffee and tea and chai and that's fine it's just yeah you know it's 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 like anytime you go to like an actual like local coffee spot you're like oh yeah this is how this stuff is actually supposed to taste i feel really bad uh, and we're gonna switch off from actual our psl discussion (laughs) but i feel really bad because i don't like most other places chai because i like ice chai Oh, what, see, I don't do a lot I of like ice. ice chai. Yeah, I like ice chai. And ice chai from Starbucks is fantastic. It's just that I don't, I, like, that was the first thing I had in, in terms of chai. And now mm-hmm. whenever I eat anybody else's or drink anybody else's stuff, I reference that first as my flavor palette. Wow. So my flavor palette is broken when it comes to So, to, like, to a, even in Portland, where I'd imagine there's a lot of Seattle's best and stuff like that there. Yeah. Still, uh, still on that, on that. Bucks chai. (laughs) Well, I think I need to. I think I need to go to actual places that do it for real, for real. Like actually steep it and actually do it the real way you're supposed to do it, as opposed to it coming out of a freaking box. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, chai on it. Yeah, that's the funny thing. If you ever go and like watch the baristas, (laughs) like when they make a chai, they literally get a box of chai concentrate and just pour it in there and like heat that shit up. Like, like that's what it is. Like, like, uh, you know, and, and and like, yeah, I go to a lot of the local coffee spots here and, you know, they actually make it, you know, like you're supposed to. Yeah. Grinding leaves in front of you and all that good stuff, like a weed shop. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) anyway, uh, we have to go move over to actual news. Not the, not the chai latte chronicles, uh, which makes us sound really bougie. I feel like I need a ribbed sweater. (laughs) <laughs> Once I start talking about stuff like that, um, so we have some not great news in terms of the gaming, the gaming world. Uh, if you were paying attention to Twitter and social media over the past week, um, you saw that the beloved studio Telltale Games uh, laid off. 
basically all of its staff except for 25 uh, remaining members. Um, it's I don't remember a studio that big in recent history uh, kind of being folded. Um, but there was a huge, huge, uh, you know, uh, reach out for support for folks who were working in that studio. Uh, so many people who were looking to kind of, you know, help other people who were in that space be able to kind of find more jobs or find jobs since they had just been laid off. Um, and there was a mix of different reactions across the internet. A lot of it from the game dev community was always, uh, you know, about just how awful it was and how it brought up a lot of different conversations about, um, you know, the way things actually work in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. That's a really loud thing to play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's like, that's what happens when you pick up a, a thing from an ad and ads have like gunshots in it. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, a lot of outpouring of support, uh, a lot of folks who, who took that moment to talk about the state of the, the gaming industry in terms of uh, people not getting their due. Cause everyone who got laid off, there was no severance. There was no backup plan for those folks. They didn't get any of the, um, kind of support that you would usually see from an employer after that. Um, Reef, yeah. I, want, I want to kind of get your thoughts about everything that happened and, and you know, how you kind of ingested some of that news. I think it's terrible. Um, not only, as you said, like no severance, number one, a lot of the employers, like most of these places are contractors. So they mm-hmm. don't have to follow that. I have to give you this time and I have to, you know, help that stuff. They just let them go. And they were still fucking hiring right up until this, layoff so there were people that just started like days ago weeks ago there was at least one person that moved across the country moved their family and got laid off you know um like the like the health insurance gone you know um so it just sucks i mean i've seen this happen at a lot of companies that i've worked at and at companies that my friends have like been at and this is just being a bad company like this is like, I just refuse to believe that this was not known by the C-level people in enough time to to, to prepare people. Um, and at the very least, have a hiring freeze and, you know, be transparent with your employees. Like, you can handle this a lot better. Like, if your company is imploding, it's not something that happens in a day. You know, like the CFO knows the financial stuff. You know, like the CEO obviously has like the kind of umbrella view. Um, and they already had those lay those huge layoffs around when they're working on on uh, Batman. And I remember thinking like, man, like I'm surprised that they still got Batman out, you know, be because like th- that like in itself, um, y- you know, like they laid off 25 percent of their people, you know, so they got rid of like uh, 90 folks. Right. Um, yep. and, 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 you know, that, that was in late 2017. And I remember thinking like, they're really in like, uh, in, uh, trouble. My hope when I heard this was that, okay, at least internally, they probably all knew and they were kind of prepping them and the, and it didn't go public, but every employee that has spoken out said, no, we were all blindsided by this, you know? Yeah. And I think, yeah, just like the people that knew about this and continued to run this company, continued to hire people, continued to to bring something on, they should be embarrassed. Like it's it's a disgrace. Like they're like actively hurting people's lives for what? You know, like uh, yeah. like for what? Like this is just a lose lose situation 
for everybody, for the fans, for the employees, for the, well, I don't know if the executives got payouts or whatever, but, um, but, but, but like I would think for their like a reputations and stuff, it's like a loss to be part of a company that like went under as well. So yeah, yeah it's just, it's just a shitty, shitty, shitty kind of like situation. And I don't even want to focus on the fact that, you know, we're in the middle of the walking dead, like final season and that they're, you know, and that, that work is effectively shelved because to me, that's not the big story and that's not yeah. what I care about. I care about like these people that just, you know, 250 people, you know, you know, PR folks, devs, artists, you know, like designers, like, like a narrative people just let yeah. go with like no clue as to why or no prep time. It's, it's bizarre and should not be supported in any way in, in, in any industry this is not how you should handle people's lives yeah there are very few times where like i'm usually sad when i hear that a um a company has gone under or 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 people have been fired in that way and i was sad during this but i was really upset i was mad because there's a lot of people that we know that we've that we've met over the the past couple years from telltale folks who have been at that company but uh, and, and as a as a company who has made beloved games like you know the one of our first shows was Dave Fenoy, yep. who, because of a Telltale game in The Walking Dead and playing Lee, was the impetus for you know us being like, "Hey, Dave, can you come on our show and 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 like be one of those people?" Um, but it's also one of those things that it, it feels like there's, and this is a part of the conversation at least we've seen on social media that this running narrative of the workers, the people who are making these games are just so not taken care of by many of the companies that we enjoy the games that they make, that there has to be a fundamental shift in the way that the gaming industry works. Um, we, you know, when we talked about it with Emma from uh, Game Workers Unite a couple episodes ago, you know, they're fighting and striving to make that space better in a real way. Um, but it feels like if you can just upend everyone's lives like this in a way that is both just callous and, and also you know, detrimental to the legacy of the company, then what kind of, you know, brass is, is there at the top of most of these places? Um, uh, you shared a, a really good link uh, that kind of runs down the, um, kind of runs down the timetable, the timeline of what happened within this particular outfit. Um, and there's a bunch of multiple things that happened. It was a CEO that, that changed over um, within the time of, you know, on the 21st of September, uh, everyone kind of giving, being given their pink slips and then giving like 30 minutes to have to leave the building. 30 minutes. Uh, 30 minutes to have to leave the building. That's like, that's just so just like uncaring. It's just, it's just like, how do you do that to people who have like put in so many hours and sure. And they, they there was a great um, hashtag that was out during the, the, the kind of past couple of days that was like telltale memories. And that was even more heartbreaking to see all the folks who did put in so many hours and put in so much dope work. They, some people like shared stuff that never got out. Right. Uh, they like shared little snippets of, of little pieces of things that they were working on uh, that never will never see the light of day. There was a, there was a stranger things game that was, was yep. possibly going to be coming out. Yeah. That was, might might have been a thing. Yeah. There was, there, there, there was Wolf Among Us season two. There yeah. was, uh, you know, more stuff with Tales of the Borderlands and Game of Thrones. Yeah, man, it's crazy. So here's a, here's I want to kind of dig into the fact. I know you I knew you kind of brought it up, but I want to talk about the fact that the the last season won't, of Walking Dead, at first when everyone was told they were going to get laid off, 
the company basically said that the game is in limbo. We don't think we're going to make the rest of it. Um, a couple hours later, when there was a bunch of backlash from the community, some of it was, some of it was, well, most of it was unreasonable, right? There was a lot of folks who were just like, well, what the fuck? Aren't you guys supposed to be putting this stuff out? Yeah. Why are you not putting this stuff out? We demand that you put this stuff out. Yeah. Um, All that which, entitled which, which, gamer which, shit, man. It's just entitled gamer shit, yo. Like, fuck your game. Like, 250 people yeah. are are struggling right now, you know? Yeah. Like, even if they landed a job the next day, it's still shitty to have to transition from, yeah. you know, from working on something that you love to being rushed to make a decision. And these are people with kids, families, illnesses, you know, taking care of parents, you know, all the normal stuff that adults deal with. And, and uh, you know, like, yes, if Walking Dead... Are, if, you know, because like Telltale put out an official communication saying that, you know, they got interest from other people to finish it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's great and everything, but I would rather you like put all your resources into trying to pay these people some shit, you know, yeah. like uh, tr- try to give them something, you know, as like a thank you, not just a get out in 30 minutes. Like, and, and, and like I've been laid off before and yes, it can be harsh. Like I've been laid off where they, announce it and then there's like a security guard at your desk to walk you out you know mm-hmm. and, then you, and then you got to come back later right but imagine that for the whole studio you know for 250 yeah. people like that's crazy to me like i i can't imagine that and i was talking to my mom and like she she worked in the corporate office for toys r us for like about 15 years and and she told me like yeah like in in all those times where like they went bankrupt and they sold stores and stuff they always laid off like hundreds of people at like a time, but it was never a 30 minute thing. Like the bosses would like, let you know, like um, your position will probably be eliminated. And and, like, they'd have weeks, sometimes months to prep for it. You know, like that to me is what a company that is about their shit and wants to maintain their, uh, you know, the the, the respect um, does, you know, because at the end of the day, like you're dealing with people and when you screw over people, then I just have I just lose all respect for, for 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 you. Yeah, it's it's really difficult. It's 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 one of those things. And I I took a peek into the wonderful folks over at Waypoints podcast this week, and they just brought up so many amazing points about you know basically just like what we need to do to kind of help upend all this shit. Yeah, and I would tell people to to definitely check out um, that latest episode of Waypoint Radio. But it's one of those things too. When I think about it, I'm just like. I I, I want to focus on the people who lost their jobs, but I also feel like on the other end of it, we have to figure out ways to make the communities that we are growing in these spaces better so that this entitled gamer shit that then makes those people have to, because think about it this way too. So it's like you have the the corporation side of it. You have the, the, the upper management parts of it. You have the structure that is already there with the, with the way the games are being constantly made. And then you have the, the, the gamer shit, which stirs all the pots, right? It's like people are really excited about the last about the last season, and then they upend everything and kind of share all this information up the stream to be like, well, we, we have an expectation for the stuff that we already paid for. Mm-hmm. And then that makes people get really antsy and have to push their work and push their workers harder and make unreasonable deadlines and make crunch happen and make all these other things happen. 
And I wonder, you know, what the conversation looks like when we try to talk about how we fix that side of the game. Like, I feel like you have to be working on multiple sides of it at the same time to make it better. But I feel like the the result that, or I should say not the result, the part that we do in our small spaces to kind of make our spaces better, if there's anything that we can do to kind of change the culture there. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if that's an answerable question. I doubt that it is. I mean, for like but, us to change the culture, you mean like uh, us individually or you mean like just like the industry to change? Like, I think I think us as individuals, we're, we're kind of doing that through our own actions. Right. But I wonder what it looks like if there's any way to, to kind of like broaden out the conversation into one where we talk about, you know, you don't need that thing to come out as soon as you want it to come out so that right. those things kind of filter themselves back you know what I mean? Up the stream where it's like, well, you don't have to have 17 games come out at the same time within a really short amount of time. You don't need all these things to kind of be a part of the ecosystem right at, at the one moment so that it kind of you have to train gamers in a different way yes. so they don't have these stupid expectations that they that they currently do. Yeah, yeah. No, the expectations are dumb, but also it's not only the expectations, it's like. I feel like the uh, sometimes the companies bend to those expectations. Like, right? We've seen companies, you know, freaking uh, Bioware change, you know, changing the Mass Effect ending, and and like and, and and like you know all the Gamergate shit, and like you know, like I feel like there's a way to do it. Like, there's a way to have a conversation. Like, I think, for example, the way that you know Bungie has been working with the community with Destiny Two. And the way that Ubi's been working with the community with the division have been good examples of focusing on the good feedback. Because, of course, there's always going to be bad, shitty feedback, right? But they were able Mm -hmm. to discern the good from the bad and really invite and have that conversation. But I think that, you know, know, when there's shit like, hey, like, give us our game, I think companies should honestly ignore that shit, like – yeah. I don't think this customer is always right. You need to listen to every customer. Like, I just never believed in that shit. Like, everybody doesn't <laughs> deserve to be listened to. Like, because I feel like there's a lot of people that bring bring up this stuff and they don't intend to have a conversation. They're just yelling, you know. They, they just want to no. just be frustrated. And it's like, that's fine, but a company shouldn't be making their decisions based on that. Because there's always going to be entitled people. Like, you'll never be able to stop that. To me, it's the reaction of the media and the press of like giving them coverage and of the companies yeah. actually like responding like like just like let them yell in a corner for all I care. I wish that there was a way too that we could have someone from the industry come on the show and talk about this part of the game, because I feel like it's it's a thing that I hear, uh, you know, behind the scenes that is just like, you know, as community managers and as folks who have to manage you know, brands and things like that. It's a very difficult thing to have pitchforks come out at you and at your brand and at your company on a consistent basis. And especially with games being so visible now uh, to be able to kind of do that work in a way that you feel safe. But I also feel like I I would just love to hear someone full throated, just be like, yo, we don't play into that business. Like I've heard it in small bits, but I haven't really heard it be like, a public thing. And I understand why, like they don't want to put that spotlight on themselves in that, in that same way, that bullseye on them in the same way. But it just sucks that it feels like the industry always kowtows to the, the loudest, shittiest voices a lot. Um, 
and they put out a statement. So Telltale put out a statement, basically, like like we said, saying that maybe, you know, potential partners might be able to pick that thing up and redo it. Uh, and since then, there's been a class action lawsuit that's come about from yep. uh, an employee <clears throat> who's uh, put in, uh, basically, uh, let's see, uh, it was for unpaid wages and benefits, basically, that says that they owe him and other staffers. Uh, and I hope that they'd get every drop of money that they get. I hope get. so too. I really do hope so. I hope sure. so. Cause that's fucking shitty. And then, um, <clears throat> the last bit of news, uh, so far is that, uh, the season pass, uh, was, was removed from all major, major digital storefronts, including PS4, Xbox one and PC. Um, yeah. and they're trying to figure out how to pause sales. Until I wonder if they're going to refund people like me that bought it. Right. But I doubt it because apparently they don't have any money to refund people. Like, it's yeah. just such a screwed up situation like yeah like it's, it seems like for a while that like they were just i guess hoping that this would be a major block but that, that walking dead season three would be like Fortnite or something you know like yeah. just be a phenomenon that would rescue their apparently badly run company and uh well, one thing that that GameSpot article also mentioned which i totally like forgot about is that there was this article on the verge that kind of similar to the recent one about riot was talking mm-hmm. about how toxic the environment at like, at like telltale was really, um, in terms of, of, you know, of just the harassment, but like also just the crunch that the crunch at like telltale, which a lot of people think of as like, you know, as like an indie company where, you know, where they, where they, where they kind of value that stuff. They were still crunching like 18 hour days, you know, to like wow. uh, do stuff. So it's, not just something that affects like the big triple A's. It's like, you know, even even a company like uh, Telltale, you know, still falls under that. So, word. If there are any folks who listen to the show and you want to come on and tell your story, we would be happy to have you. Um, and again, like we're we're sorry that all this terrible shit happened to you and the rest of the folks that work there because it's just fucking awful. Yeah, um, really bad. We're gonna move on to the next story of the week, which is. If you've been paying attention, if you are a streamer on Twitch, then you have noticed that a couple, I think maybe a month ago or so, there was a blog post uh, on Twitch that basically talked about the community's um, feature of the site going away. Um, And there was a lot of, not backlash, I wouldn't say, but there was a lot of uh, concern about what does this mean for visibility? What does this mean for discoverability? And what does this mean for, you know, kind of being able to keep communities together that have already kind of built themselves and and given themselves good, safe spaces? Um, they kind of supplemented or they're kind of not supplemented. They've kind of moved things around and, and, and changed it from communities to just having tags for things. Yep. Um, and a lot of folks are kind of just worried about that. They felt like they're kind of doing it a disservice to folks who are in marginalized groups. Um, I've heard the folks over black girls, black or gamers talk about this, um, and some other outfits as well. The folks over at the cookout group, uh, who've been doing stuff, shout out to Denny Von doom, uh, and the rest of those, the rest of those cats, uh, who are doing fantastic work. Um, Mm -hmm. have you, have you had any chance to kind of like think about what's going on with the tagging stuff? Yeah. um, yeah, I know you don't stream as much as you used to. Yeah. Like I can understand why they wanted to sort of revamp the communities because they were, chances to have a lot of like redundant ones and the communities were like sort of administered so you couldn't just add it like you kind of you know like uh, there was a way to actually get it like like removed i believe they that they they could only put three on your profile as well um right but at the same time 
you knew that if you went to a community, it wasn't just bullshit. Like you couldn't join a community and then just, you know, to troll people, you know, like it was possible to actually, mm. you, you, you know, um, not be on it, you know. Um, but with the tags, number one, they're curated by Twitch, so they're very generic, right? Like they yeah. make up like the tag names, like, you know, action and, you know, and like uh, that kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, the only benefit to that is there is like a tabletop RPG tag, which um, I, I know a lot of the, uh, you know, the uh, D&D the, uh, &D streamers are excited about. Um, but if if you wanted a community, like say, like the... Like there was a community called the Cookout and 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 a community called Black Girl Gamers and stuff. You can't have that anymore because you have to use Twitch's names, you know. Yeah. Um. And like, uh, also anybody can add it, you know. So now you can have people that can jump in and just troll, you know. Right. Um. So um. Uh, so, so um. Yeah. It's it's uh it's unfortunate because if they curate it, that means. That means that they're always going to miss something. Um, and this like article mentions that like there's like not tags for like gamers with uh, disabilities. Like there's like not like ones with like horror and battle royale and simulations. Like you're never going to get everything, you know? Right. Um, and uh, again, as like somebody that worked as a data analyst for many years, I understand the desire to standardize tags because like then you can mm -hmm. run your analytics and your reports and like you don't have like a million communities you like only have like you know your 50 tags or so and you can do all your reports and make predictions and analyze and stuff i understand that but i think that you know that that there really needs to be more of a conversation with with the uh community about it because you know it's it's going to eliminate things and i think that it is possible to not throw out communities completely. Um, like you can have like uh, communities and tags if you wanted, or like, or like uh, some sort of like, of, uh, of like combined version. I think what like uh, people were really upset about is the fact that they just completely ditch communities and yeah. like uh, replace it w with this thing. Like uh, you have to categorize your stuff the way that, w that we are like telling you to. So yeah, I don't. I mean, I I understand it from an analytics perspective, but I don't really like it as a viewer of Twitch. Um, I don't stream as much as I used to, so like, so I'm probably not going to be using them as much. But but um yeah, I don't I don't like it as like a fan of uh, of uh, watching people streams and uh and uh, be, being able to to like search out content. Yeah, I feel like you're gonna lose a lot of the the kind of niche groupings that you that you were looking for and and, and it's going to get so diluted that it's going to kind of be meaningless at some point um because you just won't really know where to go because it's like i want to find black streamers right i can't type in black streamers like there's nowhere <laughs> i can't do it it doesn't work i just tried it yeah <laughs> you know what i mean nope so and, it's and, like, and like i bet you twitch will be worried to include any kind of like racialized things so like yep. so they're probably never going to have something for like latinx streamers or native right. streamers or black streamers and that sucks because these communities were like safe spaces that people could go and chill and like find other people and now that 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 part as it stands now is gone um yeah. now i personally hope that they kind of see this backlash and kind of change it but to be honest that'll probably only happen if you know some of the partners and and stuff like that really uh kind of bring that up so i don't know we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see 
one last one last point that a uh, a part of the Kotaku article talked about was that streamers were using this as a way to kind of build, you know, as a stream team, a way that you'd be able to kind of find the folks who are, you know, associated with you or under whatever that community would be. And since that is only available to Twitch partners, that is another reason why it is detrimental to uh, visibility and to, you know, curatorship uh, and trying to get people uh, in spaces that they can be seen uh, in real ways. So, yeah, I'm hoping that they figure out a, a good, um, a good middle ground for that. I don't know why they just wouldn't bring back communities and, and have the best of both. I really worlds. think it's that analytics thing, man. I really think yeah. like somebody that had to stare at the back end of several, se- several sequel things. that had a mess of like d- different data types. I was always like, just standardize it. Just give me a hundred things that I can do all my crazy pivot tables and stuff off of. I guarantee you that that's the motivation for this for sure. Can you teach me how to do a pivot table? I sure can. I don't know if this show is the place for it, but yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. That's I like all I you, wanted to know. Cause I, I, I use one in Google Sheets to manage like my, almost my entire business, like all the financials and payment plans and sessions and stuff. Damn. So, yeah. I wish pivot I knew how to do that stuff. Hashtag pivot tables. That could be a good, t- that could be a good stream tag. Just pivot tables. And then mm. you could just be on stream doing that and showing people how to do math. Why don't you do a math tutor in stream? Why don't you do that? Look, man, it's it's in the plans, actually. Uh, so uh, keep your fingers crossed. It's definitely on my little uh, short-term plan. So yeah, it's, it's you heard it here first. We broke the news. It's you. You broke the news. I and, broke the news because I know, beat the news. <laughs> it's it's like that and like my goody two-shoes stuff. So those are two breaking news today. Spawn on me. I'm spawn for good goody two-shoes. Spawn yes. for goody two-shoes. Spawn for goody two-shoes. <laughs> coming to a city near you soon um the i think the the kind of mind-blowing uh announcement for this week was sony finally 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 getting themselves together and joining joining that's not a word joining (laughs) the I need a pivot table for my mouth. Uh, <laughs> joining in the crossplay fun uh, with them letting, well, them starting a beta for Fortnite crossplay, which will now open it up so that everyone can now play together. Xbox One, Switch, PC, Mac, and mobile. Yeah, well, and, and the PS4. phones, which is nuts. Like, it's crossplay which with is, your phone, too. <laughs> so, so it's it's kind of it's kind of dope, right? So wait, oh actually actually there's an update to the story too, which was on also on Kotaku. So like the major kind of part was like Xbox and um Xbox and, and Nintendo were already kind of like okay with this on the Fortnite stream, on the Fortnite side of the fence, right? Which opened up the conversation about like can this be a thing that everyone gets at some point down the line. Sony was like, no, we don't want to do it. We were kind of holding off on this because we don't really see that there's a need from the community and the community doesn't necessarily want it. But, you know, trying to push forward and trying to get the industry to kind of move forward together um, and give everyone a place to play uh, in the same spaces, everyone kind of looked at Sony like, yo, what y'all going to do? Um, and since uh, and since that, since this beta got talked about, um, there was an update earlier, I think, when this article went up, which was yesterday, uh, which was yeah. the 26th of September. Um, so the Kotaku folks reached out to a bunch of third-party folks because I think that's the conversation, right? It's like, we doubt that Sony is going to do first-party stuff. 
Oh. The third party stuff is kind of up for grabs, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the beta is uh, with Fortnite. It's a third party game, yeah. right? So, and I think most people were thinking about it in terms of Destiny, in the first part, and Call of Duty, as being <laughs> the ones that people were, were thinking about. But also, uh, it says that um, let's see, so they reached out to major third parties to see if their games will start incorporating PS4 into their crossplay offerings. Psyonix, makers of Rocket League, currently allow pl- uh, crossplay between Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Yeah, uh, they said they sounded uh, they sounded into it, but they asked Sony if they were still down for it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're kind of like on the fence about it. Essentially, all the third parties are like, yeah, that sounds great, but Sony aren't, aren't letting us do it yet. And that makes sense. Like this, this Fortnite is a beta. I think that they want to look and make sure that everything is good, like before they kind of roll it out. But actually, yeah. way, way before the Fortnite thing, you know, Rocket League and Minecraft both had crossplay, you know, with like a PC and Xbox and, and, uh, and, uh, Switch. So like Fortnite is actually like, the third major game and obviously the biggest one of the, well, I guess it's Fortnite bigger than Minecraft. I guess so. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, I mean, and they talked to Activision about like destiny and, uh, and like a black ops with their blackout mode as well, you know, like, um, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, um, they talked about how they, you know, Blizzard has Hearthstone crossplay on some other platforms, but not on the PS4. So, Personally, I don't think Sony needs a beta. Like, I'm kind of like halfway between congratulate them and also like a little frustrated that they're. I feel like they're patting themselves on the back. Like, yes, world, we have finally like uh, the internet is ready for crossplay with us. So here's a beta. Like, I feel like just fucking open the floodgates. Like, at, like your your netcode is fine. Like just fucking do it, you know. And I think people, I think people would like rather have it. And I mean, okay, people will complain if there's bugs for sure. But right. I think that at the end of the day, people would be better if you do it and there's bugs than you do this beta for however long and then go back in your boardrooms. And I don't believe this is a technical thing at all. I think they're thinking about finances and they're thinking about all that, you know, all that shit about brand and all that stuff. That's that's where I think the real thing is. So I don't want to pat them on the back too much cuz I'm like, great. Now just fucking do it. Like you don't need a beta. Just do it. You well, know, here's the- like 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 um I remember Psyonix literally said like we just need to flip a switch to have cross right, right, on, on right, Rocket right. League. You know, like just do it. I well, th- here's here's the here's the part of the conversation that I want to kind of poke at, right? Is We've seen this console gener- generation basically just all be in micro. I'm sorry, in Sony's favor. Oh, um, for sure. By far. Microsoft has kind of bowed out at this point of the rest of the the rest of this generation. They're looking to, you know, the next iteration of their boxes. They talked about it at E3, um, as that being the next thing. The interesting part about the news cycle and the way that all this kind of works, which is really interesting, is if and when Sony hits the hits the button that's like, all right, so we've gone past beta and now we're gonna just open it up, like you said, to everyone so that cross plays a thing that all third parties can 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 do. They're gonna get a really interesting level of gratitude from the gaming community, which I think is kind of not necessarily the right move. I think if you really want to give love to people, you really want to be giving love to Epic Games and you really want to mm-hmm. be giving love to Microsoft. Because Microsoft, in all of these spaces, has been way more forward-thinking in this generation than Sony has in a lot of different ways. Game Pass, 
the smaller boxes, maybe the Scarlet box that's actually going to be a thing will be announced at some point, maybe at XO, XO 18 um, mm-hmm. in Mexico City. Uh, uh, um, um, the adaptive controller. Uh, yep. There's been so many different things that Microsoft has not gotten credit for in this in this gen- in this generation yeah. that it kind of sucks. Right. Because it's like yeah. Sony's going to take the air out of the building by being like, we did this thing and they're going to get all the credit yeah. when all the credit should go to Microsoft and Epic for making that stuff happen. And Nintendo, and like, Nintendo for it, being open about it. Yeah. It, it like reminds me of like how people always say how when like Apple releases a phone, it has features that, you know, Android and Google have had for like however long. But they don't really get the credit because they don't. I mean, they they trumpet it, but obviously they don't have the same marketing panache that Apple does. So it's sort of like. Right. Oh shit! Like there's cameras like that, and then like somebody <laughs> like I uh, see with his like exploding Samsung device is like, yeah, like I, you know, I've had this before. So yeah, I, I, I think Microsoft, you know, they don't get the props agreed, but also they're like a huge, enormous company that doesn't just do games. Sony, I think, is becoming more and more of a games company. Yeah. Um. So I think Microsoft is fine, kind of like riding this. Uh, the generation now, but I do wish they got more props because not only is Game Pass dope, but the fact that now you can like subscribe and get an Xbox with Game Pass, and right? Just finance it, like that's never happened before. I mean, no. that's like incredible to me. That's like the the equivalent of like back in the day going to Blockbuster and renting a system for for <laughs> for like some absurd amount. I think I did that with like a Turbo Graphics uh, sixteen. Oh my god, you're probably still from, paying on that Turbo Graphics. Like rented it, it from Blockbuster. Expensive. Because <laughs> hey, I I needed that bonk, man. Uh, I mean, I needed bonk. some bonk in my life. Um, you know, and a blazing lasers and Bomberman, which which was actually good on Turbo Graphics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they are really doing some truly innovative stuff. My hope is that they're they're doing all this now. So by the time they drop their uh, Scarlet or their new stuff we're going to benefit from all this stuff. You, you know, all the learnings mm-hmm. that they have from like debuting this on, uh, you know, um, on, on the one, um, you, you, you know, I, I, I think is really, really going to, going to like benefit for sure. Yeah. I'm hoping yeah, like you said, I hope they finally get the due that they deserve because they have been doing <clears throat> a lot of really cool things that haven't really gotten the limelight because Fortnite has sucked up the air for everybody's stuff. And the bigger AAA games are kind of soaked up the air for everybody's stuff too. Um, if they can just get a first party game to come out, that's dope. <laughs> then this will this conversation will probably change a little bit. But uh, until I guess the next two years from now, uh, we won't really see anything in that space that's really going to give them the bump that they need yet. Um, but yeah, give Epic and give and give uh, Microsoft some love because they deserve it for helping to kind of push the, the, the generation forward, even from behind, which is, which is nuts. Uh, so that's super dope. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the, that was the last story for the show, I think. Right. Oh no, we were going to talk about, no, we we're going to talk about what we were playing too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We were, we were going to talk about our, our gaming for the week. Yeah. What, what so were you been uh, messing around with? Start? Uh, so I beat Spider-Man. Oh shit. Um, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, like I can't say enough good things about it. Um, I think, you know, I was lucky enough that I stayed away from all cover. I didn't read any reviews. I just basically was going off of what I saw from the trailers. 
from the E3 trailers because I already knew that I wanted it. It was my game of the show from E3. Um, so I think a lot of pe- I think if you paid attention, it would have been easier to be spoiled at some of the appearances, at some of the characters that you control and that kind of stuff. But I didn't know any of it. So yeah. all all I knew from the trailers was that the Sinister, was that the like Sinister Six was like somehow in it. But man, I was so surprised. It's the most courageous narrative I've seen out of a Spider-Man movie or game. Like what they do with the characters, the kind of dialogue, um who survives, who doesn't. Um the motion cap and like acting as on like naughty dog levels yep. of incredibleness. Like there's one thing where like it gets really close up to people's faces and you can like see all the details and the wrinkles and man, it's just I mean, like the final boss fight is probably one of the most like emotional boss fights I think I've had in a long like I don't want to say ever, but oh, man. it's definitely close. I mean, just like man, it's just they build up to it. Um, I feel like they treat Mary J as like it's her own character with her own motivation she's not a damsel at all um and yo it is phenomenal um i know there's been a lot of criticism about yeah it's just a really good open world game you know but it doesn't really do anything to like you know kind of revolutionize what an open world game is i think a lot of that is like coming from you know people that have played you know breath of the wild these other games that have like really tried to do something really different and this one doesn't as much i mean i i remember my first three hours I played, I was like, wow, this is really good. Um, but I'm gonna go back to forsaken, you know, Um, because this is just another really good open world game. Like horizon was, you know, um, you know, um, but, but when I came back to it and I got into the meat of it, which I would say is maybe like about the five hour mark, I couldn't stop playing. And I didn't play destiny again until I beat the game. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, it is, from beginning to end, it is phenomenal. It will absolutely be in my contention for game of the year. Um, and I was listening to the uh, to the spoiler cast on uh, Kind of Funny, and y- you know they they like had one of the devs from like Insomniac on, and the game took three years. Like that's it. Yeah. Like I would expect this game to be a five six year game because of the detail. Like you, you can tell people love this game. They love the character, the uh, voice actor for like a Peter spot on. Like it, it's just like this, like I saw people sharing this and I wasn't quite sure until I beat it, but I think it's right. The narrative and dialogue in this game is way better than it has any right to be. Like huh. it is like, if you've seen Spider-Man home homecoming and like uh, you were like, you know, this is the best I've ever seen it. Like I would say this is up there for sure. I would say in like a lot of ways, I would say it's better than the story told in like a homecoming. Um, It's just, it is so great. I can't like, it's one of the first games in a while that I'm thinking about trying to platinum, which I usually never do. Um, But like the unlockables in the game all have their own story and the side missions add to the lore. Like, man, this game is dope. If you have a PlayStation, it's a, absolute must buy um absolute must buy um how's how's your experience been with uh spidey it's been really good like i i'm still on the um on the forsaken train uh just because i'm trying to get my light up uh but it's just like man I, i i've been wanting to play more of it and i keep getting i keep inching along 
uh, because once I start, I don't finish for like three hours. Like I, I need to play and keep going because the collectible stuff is a thing like we talked about a couple weeks ago is a thing I didn't expect to really care about, but I care about it a lot in this game, which is weird. Um, yeah. So I'm slow playing it in a way that I, I kind of want to finish it just so it's off my plate now. Um, so I need to kind of like bum rush through some of it. Uh, but I'm really excited at every new thing that I get to, to play around with and like new ways to kind of fight enemies. And, and, and I really love the stealth missions. Like I like those a lot. Uh, not the ones where yep. you're kind of controlling people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm the... not a big fan of those stealth missions. I mean, I think they're good, but they're definitely not my favorites. Um, I mean, when I say the stealth types. missions, I don't mean, I don't mean the ones where you're, I don't want to say it cause yeah, yeah. I'm, spoiler. I know which ones you mean. You, yeah. you mean like, uh, the ones where if you're detect, you know, where, where you're Peter and if you're detected, like it's stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, you had to use the perch takedowns and yes. the impact webs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like those I like because that, those feel like Batman, you know what I mean? Those feel like Arkham Asylum. Yes. You have to go around and kind of tag people and then kind of figure out how to kind of remove people from the situation. Um, I like that a lot. Um, but now I'm kind of just running around trying to get as many suits as I can so I can take a whole bunch of pictures because oh, that's what I like the most. so good. And, and let me tell you, you fucking game people, like, <laughs> pay attention <laughs> to how this game lets you, like, use any power with any suit. Like, that, that, that decision right there to me makes a game so much enjoyable if you like playing like the fashionista game um because i could put any suit on and the power that's associated with the suit i could use with anything so like i used a lot of these like electric gauntlets yeah um which are really cool and i and like i could be in my punk rock spider-man suit or or like or 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 like i could be in like the original like homemade suit i mean it's just man like the it's it's so good. Um, yeah, so, like, that's been the majority of my time because I probably spent, I don't know, probably, like, a good 30 hours, I think, in that game, Yeah, I would say. Um, because it is a meaty 3X story. Um, so the, you know, and, and there are times where, like, where, like, Pete, Peter says, like, hey, I'm waiting for this, so I'm going to just go and solve some crimes, you know? And, and like, that's the only way that you can upgrade your, like, your gadgets and your suits and like that kind of stuff and man i hate to i hate i i would love to talk to someone that tried to mainline the game because i feel like there's no way i could have done some of these later levels without having fully upgraded gadgets yeah i mean because there's because they really i mean it's a tough combat game i think they really really amp it up when they introduce new um enemy types and i feel like if i didn't have my like 10 web shots and my four <laughs> spidey drones and my electric webs that like translate to other people. And that like, if I didn't have that, I'm like, man, that game sounds really tough. It, if you don't do like the side kind of content. So yeah. I'd, I'd be curious to hear from um, anyone that like felt like they were kind of under leveled when they got to some of like the, like the last parts of the game, but wow. Fantastic. So um, yeah, that's been the, the, the majority of it. The rest has been forsaken um so you know i've been creeping up i'm still not raid ready yet i I don't think i will be for a couple weeks which to be honest is a fantastic feeling Hmm. um that i have this like thing to work toward you know i i think it's like dope um um but you know the uh you know the end game world like the dreaming 
um city has like changed again in like week three so now there's like there's like this like cool little dungeon mission that's really i haven't gotten to play it but i've heard a lot of people talk about it. there's new exotic quests like the dreaming city looks completely different like there's like taken <laughs> like bubbles all over the place yep. um i mean it's just oh what an exciting game you know it they just props a bungee and one thing I really didn't understand how they're like daily missions reset because they're not really daily missions. Yeah. But when I took like three days off from it to like beat Spider-Man, I came back and all my dailies is stacked up. So I, so, so I didn't really lose out <sighs> on my, on like getting like my uh, powerful gear and stuff. So, um, yeah, I was like, we're re- 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 really happy about that. I'm about like, I don't know what am I like? Four forty five or four forty six light. Oh, okay. Um, sorry, sorry, no, no, five forty-five. Yeah. Um, so I think the raid recommends five fifty. I think. Yep. Um, but because those encounters go up every time, I, I probably w- won't jump in until I'm closer to five seventy or, or, or maybe even like five like eighty. But yeah, there's just always things to do. Gambit, as I, as I tweeted out, I think it's the best new, like first person shooter mode since like kill confirmed i would say hmm. um it is it is just amazing it's worth the price of forsaken itself to me um it's just i just can't stop playing it like it's really really good um and yeah it's, it's just props to bungie man they they have resurrected this like game um obviously there's still gonna be people that complain there's still still gonna be people that race through the content and then complain that there's nothing there but i think if if you play like a normal adult, meaning like you, you know, even you eat, even you go if to the bathroom, <laughs> yeah, yeah, even like if like a, you go hard and and like trust me, before Spider Man, I was going pretty, I was staying up almost every night till like three a.m., four a.m. to like play this game, you know, um, and like and like I'm not even anywhere close to the level cap, whereas yeah. every other you know for four years of like a Destiny, I'd be at the level cap in like a week. Yeah, you know, um, so I think that they really said, "Look, we got to keep our like." Um, I still I don't consider myself a hardcore player because I don't play like. I mean, I see some players that just I'm amazed at how fast they're able to like get through things. Um, but but like, I'm definitely not like a casual player, you know. Um, and yeah, it's just it just continues to scratch my like uh, itch of uh, shooting aliens in the face. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm I'm finally raid ready. Uh, nice. I'm like five five sixty two on my main character. My bat, my second character is probably just getting around five forty five right now. Nice. Um, I did the first two parts of the raid the other day. Ooh, which was super sweet. cool. Now, um, now, did 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 you do them after seeing a guide or like or? or I don't like believe in that watching blind. blind shit. Fuck that. I have too much time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough time. To even even in my fun employed state, I don't have time to do all that shit. Um, it, but what, the weird thing about that is, like, even if you watch people do it, oh, there yeah, is no different. It. There is no like real preparedness part that you can do for the yeah. little intricacies of what each yeah. part of the raid is. And yeah, I, I I think the first raid where that applied to me was like King's Fall when like you have to jump on the ships. Yeah. Like I remember watching these videos it was like, yo, until you're there, yep. like you will still fuck up <laughs> over and over again. 
Yep. <laughs> right now, right now, the bane of my existence is Gambit, uh, and only be Ooh. only because of the sleeper simulant gun. Yeah, um, I I just hide. Like I like when I hear the, the like invader thing, I hide and they'll come to me. Like that's how I was able to. I actually got the five hand, uh, the like hand cannon kills like before they like change it. Yeah. On like invaders for the Ace, Ace of Spades quest because yeah, I would just hide. Yeah. Um, because yeah, yes, the sleeper like they did say that they're gonna adjust the aim assist on it. Um, though I'd be curious to see how they do that on console since console has very generous aim assist. Yeah. Um, I know on the PC they, they can do that a, a, a lot easier, but yeah, like sleeper and gambit is absolutely ridiculous. It can one shot you to the body while you're in a super. Yeah. Like it just makes no across, sense. Across the map. Like yeah, across can't the even, map. Can't even, you can just see the person's name and get a kill. <laughs> It's like it's that bad right now, like, which is so yeah. Basically, yeah. It's like Doom. oh my, I just lost fifteen motes. Fuck. Um, yeah. so that is is a part of the thing, and then the the two parts of the raid that I did, the, the first two sections of it, it's really good. It's such a good. It's such a smart thing. The thing I love about the Destiny community and about um the way the raids kind of work is that multiple people will do the raid differently. And they have mm-hmm. different naming conventions for stuff. They have different, you know, like uh, systems that they build for themselves so that they can understand it and then pass that information along to other people. Like those right. things are really cool to see the like, you know, the lore of the game. I don't necessarily care about as much, but the like lore that people build to get through stuff in the game is oh, actually pretty is pretty cool. Like um, all the call outs and stuff. Like, yeah. Like, 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 like this is the snake facing right fire breathe. Left. Yeah. Like for real though, like that, like that kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff is the stuff that I really enjoy now is like, oh yeah. Like that's the thing. It's like, what's the, you like right now it's like, okay, you have to go shoot use, you shoot infinities, you shoot down snakes, you shoot up snakes. Like, like if you don't, if you haven't done any parts of the raid or seen it, you have no idea what the fuck I just said, but it's super cool uh, that people have figured out the ways to do that stuff. Um, so between Spider-Man, Destiny, uh, the one other thing I've been playing has been Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, oh, you have? Yeah, Ooh, I've been playing playing that. that. Um, been playing that uh, since late last week. Um, oh, I've been playing oh, that off and on. I want to hear about this. So Assassin's Creed. So I have to I have to apologize to everyone at Ubisoft real fast because I was in the camp of we don't need another Assassin's Creed game. So oh, everybody fast. was in that camp. I was I in that fucking camp. Were you? I thought. Well, I thought you it's were too, in the other camp. You were like, it's fine. I mean, they took a year. They took several years off to make Origins. I don't want them to rush into a fucking another one. Like, <laughs> no, no. When I saw it, I was like, it looks great. But at the back of my head, I was like, just wait, just yeah. wait. Yeah. What what has turned that for me has been the fact that the the protagonist that I have picked, if you are not familiar with Odyssey, you can pick um a male character or a woman character for your uh for your story. Picking picking Cassandra has made that game totally different for me in my head. And it was mm. at first something that I didn't care about as much. But now getting a chance to play it. I said this on Twitter the other day and I fully believe it. And I feel like it's the thrust that's going to continue to push me forward within this particular game um, is the fact that it feels like and makes me really excited that I'm getting a, a game that makes me feel like I'm playing Xena, like Xena, mm-hmm. the warrior princess in an actual game mm-hmm. form because nice. of how dope 
Cassandra as a character is. I can't say a lot because I'm still under embargo, but um, having another uh, strong woman lead in the Assassin's Creed universe is such a refreshing thing again to be able to be like, oh, I am looking at these male characters that I'm fighting in a different way because I'm playing a a woman character. I'm like, I'm like attaching the things that I have in my own brain about the societies that the society that we live in currently. And I'm like taking that shit out on dudes. (laughs) Like it's an interesting way. Like, you know, you know, pulling real life stuff into all the, all the stuff we're talking about, like having the Kavanaugh trial be a thing that we saw today uh, 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 go through and, and, and have all those conversations about, you know, misogyny and about all the things we see. I'm like killing the shit out of motherfuckers because <laughs> I'm like looking yeah. at Cassandra in this way that she's like, she's the Spartan and she is like ripped and she's cut up and she's like doing the stuff that all the other characters that I've seen in the Assassin's Creed universe do before. But because it's her, it is such a different mindset for the way that I am tackling things where interestingly enough, I am way more brutal with her than I was mm. with, uh, uh, um, what was the last character in the last, in, in origins? I can't remember. His Bayek. Name. And Bayek, like Bayek, mm-hmm. I used him in a very stealthy way. Uh, because that's, you know, one that's, he's, he's, he's part of this assassin's clan and a part of this, this thing, uh, a creed as they would call it. But, uh, <laughs> some kind of creed is a creed he's the apollo creed uh but with cassandra i'm like actually taking all this like energy about the world around me and funneling it through her in some i don't know if i'm not gonna say it's a weird way but it's like in this way that it has a reflection of just like yo i get to be this really dope woman who is super powerful yeah. and she gets to have this autonomy and and be able to do all these things in this game. Um, I don't know if that stuff translates yet to the actual story bits yet, Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm still fairly early. Um, but what I like about her character is that so far, all the things that, uh, I've seen is that she's caring. She's also very, she's very, uh, uh, also has this really interesting, just like persona about herself. Like she still is trying to figure out herself in, in the story while also being like, cutthroat and and killing motherfuckers left and right like she kind Mm -hmm. of like like her like her character kind of should you know what i mean and that's been really Mm -hmm. refreshing that's been kind of dope it it has definitely changed the way i play that game it has definitely changed the way that i look at that character and it makes me give a lot of props to the folks at ubisoft i don't know if she's a full fully fleshed out character yet but from what i'm playing so far i really dig playing her and i don't think i would have ever played as the dude anyway like if i have the option to play as a man or a woman i will usually pick the women characters anyway yeah. to see how it all plays itself out yeah exactly yeah i i did the same thing in um what was it syndicate the one in london where they had like the twins with the twin the uh it was like assassin's creed syndicate i think it was in yeah. london and like and you could choose between the the brother or the sister yeah yeah um so does it i mean does it feel like origins does it feel like its own thing like like i know you're early but like is that break is that i don't think that's embargo breaking to say no i don't think it breaks embargo it it doesn't break embargo i would say that the combat feels very like if you played uh origins you will feel very comfortable playing Mm -hmm. odyssey 
Um, I feel like it does a couple of things that loop the systems that were already there back in in good ways. I also okay. I also really like the way that they have um, kind of split your gear up. I like the way that they've done that. So uh, one of the things they've done that was really cool is they have a, basically broken up your uh, stats. So like you have mm-hmm. an assassin stat, you have a warrior stat, you have a uh, hunter stat. So like it's like one affects your bow, another one affects your melee stuff. And the other one kind of affects the in-between like stealthiness of you in that space. Mm-hmm. And all those things are like kind of specced out to the gear that you get. And you can do these things called engravings, which then you can add a statistic to a piece of gear that you already have. So it's weird. It has like this RPG element to it that is mm-hmm. interesting in the way that you both look aesthetically, but also the way that you kind of maneuver yourself in the trees that you want and kind of the play styles that you want. Um Another part of it that I find really cool is that, and I haven't, again, I haven't seen this kind of play itself out just yet because I haven't, I'm playing it in the same ways I usually play these games. Um, But if you do certain things, like the world will react to you in a different way. And I don't feel like that was a thing that happened really in Origins uh, per se. Um, So I want to play around with some of those systems too. And I'll report back once Embargo was over um, with a full, with a full review here. Uh, But Everything that I've played so far, like it looks, it looks beautiful. It, it's not one of those things that you just kind of just look at and be like, eh, okay. Like the oceans feel better in weird ways. Like they feel like it's more full of sea life, which is a thing you don't oh, really interact with. They're pretty good with. in Origins. Huh? They're pretty good in Origins. They're good yeah. in Origins, they're but they better, feel like awesome. a little bit even more full of life, if that's a thing. Like there's a, okay. th- there's one awesome. mission, there's one mission that I will talk about, and I don't think this breaks embargo, but you basically fight a shark. Ooh. Which is which is nice. cool. Uh, is it a Sharknado? No, it doesn't spin in the air, but it's, <laughs> okay. it's it spins in the ocean. Um, which <laughs> which is a cool like beginning quest, which is like a, a cool like chilled out side quest thing. But you go like fight a oh, shark. Nice. Okay. Because uh, I was like, maybe the real Assassin's Creed, like you like you go back far enough, and it was an assassin that created the first Sharknado. I mean, only yeah. if it has like two thirds of the cast of nine hundred two one zero, will that count? Like, I think that that's the way that we know. <laughs> like, look, look, man, sh- shout out to Ian Zering, man. He he out here getting that check. I, I'm I'm not mad at Steve. I'm, Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at you, Steve. Steve looked like a Templar, too, though. If you really think about it, <laughs> he looks like he would be a perfect Templar, too. I can see it. I can see it. Hey, but man, if if they ever make another um, Assassin's Creed movie, I know they they uh, made the first movie. Maybe, maybe Ian Zering will be in there. Oh, maybe God. I want to see him jump off a of shit. I don't want to see nothing. <laughs> I want to see him jump off nothing. Um, but so far, like I'm really invested in the world, which again, like a thing I did not think that I would be uh, coming off the heels of origin. Yeah, uh, so or- close origins, which I still haven't finished. Um, oh man. I still it it ends again. really good. It yeah. ends really well. Yeah. I need to, I need to finish that again. Bucket list, right? I mean, not bucket list, like uh, pile of shame stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do, do you know if um, and I don't know if if, if this will be in your copy, but do you know if they're going to have a discovery mode for um, Odyssey? If you heard anything, I don't about that? know. That I'm not sure. Um, I will have to double check within all the stuff. And again, that may be okay. under embargo as well. If there is okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, so but yeah, I, that I mean, I really got into that for like Origin. I played hours and hours of that. It's yeah. really really good. Yeah. So I'm I'm really digging it. I think that. Um, Again, it is the Xena game that I've always wanted, so I'm super excited about that. 
Um, and, I, and I'm excited to get more time in with it. Um, and we got a code for uh, Forza Horizon as well that I have to check out. But I can't yet because I have to wait for my data cap to re to re up. Because uh, I went sweet. over my terabyte this year. I mean this month. So I can't even I can't stream it. I can't play it. I should even be streaming right now because my my bill is gonna be high. But <laughs> we'll figure it out at some point. <laughs> nice. But word. Um, I think that's it for this episode, uh, episode 257. Besides one last point uh, that we wanted to share with everyone at home and in podcast and Twitch land. Um, if you've noticed over the past probably like a month or so, um, Tanya hasn't been on the show with us as regularly. Um, she is amazingly busy uh, with everything that is going on with I Need Diverse Games uh, and all the wonderful things that she's been doing in in the gaming industry. She had that fantastic... Um, uh, 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 showing over in London uh, at the what, what was the name of that? I keep forgetting what the name of it was. Um, I forgot the name, but like it's a it's a museum exhibit, um, right? On a gaming that uh, she's a part of. Yeah, and it was super dope, and it was it was super fun to see her do all that work in there. But she's always pretty busy uh, when it comes to uh, being on the show, and you know, we decided that the best move for both parties was to kind of split ways. Um, so that she can kind of do the work that she's been trying to do and not have to worry about the extra burden of doing our show. Um, and it's it's sad because, you know, we love Tanya and Tanya's brought a really special and important part to uh, the show. Um, and we're sad to see her go. Uh, but we also want to make sure that we're definitely keeping um, tabs on all the stuff that she's doing and supporting her and supporting any diverse games like we want all of you at home to do. Uh, continue to do that work because she is doing something very special in the industry um, and something that a lot of people are not trying to pick up that baton and she is running with it full speed uh, doing dope stuff with it. So I um, want to give her mad love. I uh, want to give her a whole bunch of shout outs uh, and make sure that you're checking out her streams, uh, twitch.tv slash cipher of tier uh, and checking out all the work that she's doing over at I need diverse games. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any last words on that reef? No, I mean, it just sucks because cause I hate to lose her perspective. Um, you know, I feel like she made our show a lot better. She, you know, um, addressed issues and brought up content that, you know, we've been missing, you know, cause, just because, you know, of our backgrounds and stuff. So um, I think it sucks. I, I, I think, you know, it's but, you know, like some people, you know, they just have a lot of other projects and, and everything doesn't always work out, you know. Um, so I'm definitely going to continue to support her, um, stuff. Obviously I'm continuing to do like the rivals of Waterdeep stuff and we're doing a new Star Trek show also starting on Sunday. So, so I'll still be with her on the uh, RPG side, on the tabletop side. Um, so like, uh, you can continue to check both of our social media channels to, um, make sure that you're up on those shows that we do on Sundays. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a great run, but unfortunately, you know, um, we had to, um, stop. So, yeah. um, so, so and there's always me, me, C and Kyle. Yeah. And, uh, there's always, a, there's always a chair open to, to come back as a guest and, and come rock with us and, and tell us all the wonderful things that's going on in her world and all the things she's working on and doing and stuff. And, you know, we always have a seat at the table, uh, here for her. Um, so yeah. Um, we don't we don't want to end the show on a downer, but you know, them's them's the breaks in in some of those ways. Um, but definitely go check out all of the work that she's doing. Like I said, 
uh, make sure that you're paying attention to all the things on her social feeds um, and give her some love uh, out in the world uh, and make sure that you are supporting all of her dope work. Um, Reef, before we get up out of here, can you give folks the social media business, please? Sure. Uh, Spawnon.me, the main website, all our shows, pics, all that good stuff. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Spawnonme, on Facebook, Spawnonme Podcast, Instagram, Spawnonme Podcast, Gmail, Spawnonme Podcast, if you want to send us a email message. Um, we broadcast a show live on Twitch on Thursdays, 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 Eastern at twitch.tv slash Spawnonme. Um, and you can also listen to our audio show if you search your podcast reader of choice for Spawn on Me because the audio, audio version is also released normally around Tuesday, um, around that time frame um, on the week following the live broadcast of the show. Um, and if you want to go above and beyond with your support and support us financially, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Spawn on Me. Um, you can give as little or as much as you want. Um, and it helps like support our software, hardware stuff, um, our like, uh, our like travel and really just trying to make the best show that we can for, um, everybody out there. And I will also say, even though, um, our spawn for good, uh, for like a vote riders is like uh, over. If you didn't get a chance to like uh, donate, feel free to still donate to them. They're still doing great work. And we know that the midterms are coming up soon. Um, so, you know, we want to get people out to vote, like regardless of, you know, politics or sides or whatever like that. The important thing is that more people are like out there voting and not kind of hampered by these, um, arcane like voter ID laws and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, check us out at those platforms. Perfectly said brother Reefington, uh, and definitely check out all the stuff that he's going to be doing in the near future as well. I'm sure those things will get announced when he has time. <laughs> uh pivot table is coming to you very very shortly yeah yeah so thank you to everybody again for rocking with us this week and every week thank you for coming and checking us out live on twitch here on thursday evening 7 30 uh, you can do that again next week as well uh and definitely uh like reef said check out all the places that we'll be doing all the things um, and until then we're gonna say peace we're out until next week peace y'all peace y'all <laughs>